0: everybody, welcome back to Late Night Football, welcome to our Match Reaction Show. It's finished Salernitana nil, Napoli 2, and uh, the sign of champions isn't always just playing bad and winning, it's also winning games that you're expected to win in a very routine, uh, sort of sometimes boring, but really comfortable manner. That That's the sign of champions, I uh, think Napoli showed that today, that if nothing else, they are they are slowly becoming the champion team that we all expect them to be this season with this uh, pretty comfortable win to them Salonitana, Salonitana, uh Salernitana. Uh, um they had the issues I mean with the with the Atlanta game, they're considered eight there. And so you always felt like there was gonna be a bit of pragmatism, a little bit of um you know, prime damage limitation in some ways. So you always felt like you you, you know Sanitana weren't gonna push as much as they as they should have. And so it really was about getting that first goal. And once that first goal went in, kind of knew Napoli were gonna go on and win the game. You just kind of felt that. Um but the fact that they got those two goals so quickly, either side of, of halftime. I think that kind of snuck the stuffing on the Salernitana as well. Um, they did miss uh Kuija in the first half, at least I thought they really missed him. Um, you know, the opening scenes, just what he offers. I think Elmas is, is a good player, but something about Koyatskelia this season that just you don't, you don't, you don't, it's just intangible, so you can't really quantify and you can't really put your finger on it, it just brings something different to this team. Um, but a well what well goal for that first goal. Uh it was a good pass down the down the line, like on the, on the left-hand side, I believe. Um, it comes out, it's a nice little uh pass that goes to the Lorenzo. the Lorenzo over the season, he's having captain leading from the front and he scores. It's a fantastic finish, by the way. Just under the bar. You always like those kind of goals in. You know, hit under the bar and go in. Except when it's against your team, but you know, you always like those kind of finishes where they go under the bar and just hit the crossbar and go in like that. It's always good to watch. And it was a good first goal. It was well-worked team goal, which is kind of what we now learn to expect from from Napoli. And uh, you just kind of knew, okay, 1-0, well, you know, just uh, hold, you know, get through the first being 5-10 minutes. And they, they can see the game out. And they didn't do that. They just said, no, you know what? We're just going to go in and get a second. And they got a second. Uh, Victor Osman, uh, it was a rebound. But it was a great finish. A wonderful finish from, from Osman. she probably had another one today. Uh, it was full of enterprise, full of running. But That's a neat finish. And it was not a, not offside at all. Uh, I think the goalkeeper could have done better on the save, maybe. Because, uh, you know, he, he's, you've got to push it away from the goal, right? You're not trying to push it back into the area. And not came at him quickly. And I know, you know, it was a, it was a very well-hit shot. But still, you expect... Um, better you expect better from a player of Ochoa's um, ability, but uh, I think nothing right. The finish was pretty good from Osiman, and it's it's two, it's two nil. You kind of know, <clears throat> and that one, I think, for Sanaitan, it was about stick or twist. And I think the thing was, do you risk getting you know going forward and considering three, four, five, uh, you know, like they did to Atlanta with the school at eight, or do you kind of just try and be conservative? Swan. So and see if you can get a goal somewhere, but but not exert too much. I think that was the thing. I think they didn't try to exert too much. Maybe Napoli didn't allow them to. That's also possible. Napoli just didn't allow them to to get out of their shell, to come out of their shell. There was that one moment in the 82nd minute where uh, um, I think it was Lobok, wasn't it, who had the shot against him. And that was was just such a a needless thing to do from the revenge he just tries and I don't know what he was trying to do there. But I think it was a little bit of complacency, a little bit of, you know, being casual. Sometimes you get so used to the pace of the game that um, any kind of slight change makes it a little bit uncomfortable, makes it a little bit uh, you know, it's kind of hard to do you know then again up the pace a little bit. Right? That's what happened with the defense, and uh, you know could have been, could have been costly, but uh, it's a good save from from Med-Aid. And again, another player who's kind of gone a bit under the radar. I think with all the other attacking talents there, it has been really good this season. He got some good save. He has a bit of luck as well because even with the save, it probably could have gone in, but it takes the post and goes to the other side. So uh, they keep the clean sheet. 2 know, which I think they'll be happy with. And again, like I said, it's a comfortable routine win. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, not every game has to be a five-nil from. Sometimes you can just ease your way through a two-nil victory, particularly as this stage of the season, at this stage of the season with a you know, nine points clear, now the 12 points clear. You don't need to exert yourself. You can kind of just see the games out. And anyway, just, just maintain your position. That that's that's uh, equally as important. So that was a good result, a fantastic result for, for Napoli. a good performance as well the kind of performance you want to see um, you know, you know from, from your team. And as a manager, I think this is the kind of performances that really please you, because it's away from home. It's again against the, sort of the mid-table side. Know, maybe delegation fighting, but very lower mid-table at this moment in time. That's where Solana and Tana are. Um, and you just kind of see yourself through with a nice little comfortable team of Pinterest routine. So I like that. Um, I think Kim and Jay for me, uh, he probably was a bit troubled with Christophe Piatek, which is Piontech, which is uh, interesting that he was troubled, but uh, recovered pretty well. I think Piontek had a good game overall. He probably the most enterprising of of uh, other Sundaner players. Probably so because of his physicality, he does bring something different to the side. Um, but thought Kim and Jay had some issues the first half. I think dealt with him relatively well. The second, I can't remember. Um, aside from that error that the both had, I can't remember any clear chances that Sundaner were creating. I mean, there's probably one more that came um, from from a header. But uh, nothing much otherwise. I think it was pretty nondescript in some ways, and that's probably not the best thing for, for, for them. But uh, and this game wasn't really going to define their fortunes. Was it? this was really about making sure that you know if you you try and get something from it if you can, but if not, just make sure you don't you know get hammered again. And that was that was the plan for for Nicola. Um, and as far as Napoli concerns, so I thought. Um, as I said, they missed Koreskelia Kwas, uh, in the first half. I think Elmas came into the game in the second half. He also, I think, had an assist. So it was not too bad. I think he did pretty well overall um, in this game. But they were missing Koreskelia and they want him back um, as soon as possible in the side. And um, then you talk about Victor Osman. And what can you talk about? Osman, I, I think he's the man of the match. For I me, mean, he's, he's clearly the man of the match because not just his goal, but he was so full of running. As I said, he probably should have had another goal as well. he had got a few chances that maybe he could have finished off or maybe the pass could have been better. Um, but uh, he's a fantastic player. And for anybody who's thinking, ah, Ozymane, you know, next season, you know, go and sign him. So, I and mean, There's just clubs out there that are saying, well, get Ozymane, get Ozymane. The fact is, if you're paying 100 million euros for the likes of Anthony and Modric, he's easily going to be 150 million euros. Like, that's that's, that's, that's going to be like the, the base price. I think it's going to be 150 million euros. There's no way, there's no way that Napoli are going to sell him for less than 150 million. And if they do, then I, you know, I, it, it would be, it would be a waste. Like, they got to look for 150 million euros for him. It doesn't matter if a club doesn't pay it, keep him. But uh, 150 million euros. Uh, on this form, 150 million euros is the minimum that any club is going to ask for because he's young, he's... He's got he's got pace. He's got strength. He's got brilliant technique. By the way, and he's got an absolute eye for goal. It, it's almost almost a perfect package, and you could probably put him in the same category as in terms of attributes. You could put him in the same category as Erling Haaland. Um, Haaland uh, is probably a better finisher. I'm not compare. I'm not saying that you know one is better, or the other is better. But I'm just saying that you could probably compare the two, the two in attributes and both are very, very similar. And, and those kind of strikers are worth their weight in gold. So I would expect 150 million euros minimum. So I don't think it's going to be as easy and straightforward a deal as some people are thinking, oh, yeah, just go and get Osman next season. I don't think that's going to work like that because I think the money will be, will be outrageous. Uh, that will be demanded, but we'll see what happens. But... Thoroughly impressed by him. Thoroughly impressed. And hope to see more. And we'll see what they do in the Champions League as well. Hopefully they can go far. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, at the moment, with, with things... how answer, yeah, At the moment, I think they're going to have a fourth different champion in four seasons. Uh, because, I mean, again, I don't know if Milan and Inter can be consistent enough to challenge Napoli. The thing about Napoli is, not only are they winning, they're being very consistent. And you need a team that's going to be consistent. And a nine points is a big gap to make. right? Even assuming the game in the hand is one, they're nine points behind. You, you, you need consistency of performances to be able to to do that. And I don't think Milano just they're just tripping over themselves every every week or every other week. They just keep tripping over themselves. So I, I don't know. I I don't see them being challenged, but things can change. It's still only halfway through the season. But mostly when somebody gets 50 points in the first half of the season, you do expect them to go on and win the title. So we'll see what happens. I mean it's Napoli you never you can never say never. Uh um, but what happens but well, let, let's let's see how it goes. But anyway let me know in the comments what do you think about the game what do you think about Victor Osman? What do you think about uh, any other players, Elmas, was not playing today, uh, you know, what, what do you think about the midfield? I thought the midfield was pretty good as well, actually, for not play against some of on the beta radar, but uh, some really good performances there as well. But let me know what you thought about the game, of course, and uh, share your comments. Uh, do smash a like if you enjoyed this video. Subscribe to our channel on uh, YouTube, follow us on Facebook, follow us on, on Instagram. You can do all three, of course. We really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.